What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Drinks with Drea. I'm your host, Miss Drea, and I hope you guys are having a wonderful day. Today is Friday, February 5th, 2021. That's right. We have officially made it on the other side of 2020. <sighs> I just exhale for all of us because I know that 2020 just brought about so much confusion and uncertainty and chaos and I could go on and on. 2020 was a rough year. Now, I always try to be careful when I speak about 2020 because from a personal standpoint, 2020 wasn't so bad. I received many blessings in 2020, but looking outside of my window, looking outside of my own experience, 2020 was a very rough year. And I'm so thankful that we were able to make it to the other end. I'm a true believer that 2020 was all about revealing things. And when we asked for 2020 vision, that's exactly what we got. We got an opportunity to put bifocals on and to see things clearly. We got to see the fine print. We got to see what lied underneath the surface. And if I can sum up one word that really showed up in 2020 and that word would be disparity we saw disparity in our face front and center in everything that we endured in 2020 and when i talk about disparity i'm talking racial disparity i'm talking people of color versus non-people of color that disparity showed up loud and front and center when it came to wealth when it comes to compensation when it comes to protesting when it comes to the healthcare system when it comes to the judicial system when it comes to the prison system we all knew these disparities existed they've existed since the beginning of time but if even if you try to pretend like you did not see it or that it was not real it was clear as day in 2020 don't believe me Let's look at the rioting and the protesting that occurred for Black Lives Matter all summer 2020. And let's look at January 6, 2021. First of all, the reasons for these protests were completely different. One was about human life, the right to live, the right to breathe, the right to exist. The other was entitlement and privilege. It was people upset that the outcome of the election did not go in their favor and at the inciting of their leader they decided to storm the capitol building something that if black lives matter would have even stepped on the front you know the first step would have been gunned down but they were able to not only penetrate the gates, penetrate the doors, murder police officers, huh, and most of them are currently at home. Even some of them have the luxury of getting organic food while they sit in prison waiting their trial. I'm pretty sure many of them will be dismissed for mental, uh, what do they call that? You know, not being capable, you know, mentally however you say that that that's pretty sure that's going to play a role in fact there's a 20 year old black kid that decided to participate in this riot and many of the people who he went with and who were committing the same crime as him have already made it home whereas he was refused a bond so even in 
that you saw disparities. And that really was clear as day in 2020. Going into 2021, we have now been able to peel back the layers to see the truth about what this country is and what it stands for and what it's built on. And it's really up to us to transform and change it for the better. And I hope and pray that we do. Now, I did not get on here to talk about what's going on in the country in terms of um, you know, just as a whole looking at protests and the election and all of those things. One thing I know for sure is we have a new president. He's already signing executive orders. Of course, you got to take everything at surface level. You got to take it with a grain of salt because at the end of the day, politics is politics. It does not play fair. The only way you can get anything done is for you to literally put your, put your foot on their necks and apply pressure, whether you're a Democrat Republican or independent, no matter who sits in that office, you have to apply pressure or you will consistently and continuously be be disappointed. And if you're not doing anything about it, there's really no point in whining. I've said what I can say about that. I just wanted to touch on that because how could you start your first podcast of 2021 without addressing the fact that we are still in a pandemic? We are still dealing with racial disparities. We are still seeing the aftermath of what 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 was you know brought to the forefront as evidence, evidence, clear evidence of what we people of color have been saying many, many decades, many, many centuries, and people pretended not to understand or not to see. We call that willful willful ignorance. But if they choose to move forward without seeing things for what they are, then they are showing you exactly who they are. I've said all I can say about that. So as you know, with Drinks with Drea, before we go off into what we're talking about for the day, we have to talk about what we're drinking. So tonight's drink of choice, I am sipping on Doucet. You know I love me some Doucet. And what do I love to pair my Doucet with? Lemonade. So I'm about two or three cups in, mind your business. And we're just going to go ahead and get started. So if you want to pour up a drink, um, I don't have a name for this. It's just Doucet and Lemonade. Get you two ounces of Doucet. Six ounces of lemonade, and that's only if you don't want to taste the douce. Some people want to get that flavor. If that's the case, just put two ounces of lemonade. Fill your cup up with ice or drink it without the ice. That's your business. I'm going to drink mine how I drink mine. And let's go into our topics for today. So in today's show, we're going to talk a little bit about Chloe Bailey. And if you're, if you know, you know, right? If you're familiar with the situation, you already know where I'm about to go with it. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk a little bit about um, the TI and Tiny situation. And I'm not going to say a lot about it because at the end of the day, everything is speculation and allegations. And of course, I have my opinion about that. And we're going to chit chat on that. We're going to talk a little bit about two recent releases. We're going to talk about Malcolm and Marie. I'm going to give my personal critique of the film. Um, And then we're going to touch base a little bit about Cardi's new video up. If it's up, if it's up, then it's stuck. I have no idea what that means, but it's obviously a very popular phrase and we're going to get off into that as well. So go ahead and pour your drink and let's start it off with our first sip. Mm. 
little stronger than I planned it to be, but let's keep it moving. So, Chloe Bailey, Chloe Bailey, Chloe, I think I said her name wrong, Chloe, Chloe how do you say it? Chloe <laughs> Bailey um, is one of the Bailey sisters from Chloe and Hallie. Um, I should not have to tell you who they are, but if you're living in, you know, some part of Indiana that no one's ever heard of, maybe you don't know who Chloe and Hallie is, but these two young ladies got their start as very young girls doing cover videos on YouTube. From there, they went viral. They got picked up or caught the attention of Beyonce. She took them under her wing and she signed them to her label and has been like their big sister as they produce, write, and sing their own music. Um, very talented young girls. Like I said, they play instruments, they create beats, they write their own songs, they produce for other people. Very talented, self-made young women um, who, for the most part, even though they're not Disney kids, I think anytime you have a celebrity that starts off as a child, I think the general public has a hard time accepting that that child would one day grow up and become an adult. And I think that is part of the reason why we're seeing what we're seeing when it comes to Chloe Bailey um, as it is today. But before I get off into that, um, again, you know, they, they built their popularity based on their talents, made some hit songs. Um, featured music in Disney films and on TV shows um, and ended up landing a role as twin sisters, even though they are not twins, but they landed a role as twin sisters on the hit show Grownish alongside Yara Shahidi. And um, they've been doing their thing on that show. So kind of balancing out being actresses, producers, musicians, um, and, and, and sisters. Uh, ultimately and they've done a really good job of just keeping a clean cut image on social media and just being looked at as you know just beautiful talented sisters who are growing up in the industry and they went from making child-friendly music to more adult themed music which makes sense they're not you know 12 and 10 anymore they're now i think 22 and 20 so they've had their first heartbreak they've had their first love they've probably been intimate who knows so their stories and their songs and things that they talk about and the things that they relate to are going to evolve and change so recently these two sisters because one is in london and the other is still here in the states and you know the one hallie is in london because she is going to be our first black um, Ariel from The Little Mermaid. So I'm very excited about that. I think her voice and her, um, like her presence kind of embodies the gracefulness of Ariel, the uh, mermaid. So we shall see. I'm very confident with Disney that they're going to execute that well, as well as with having her um, in that role. Um, and her sister is still holding it down, still producing, still making music, still keeping herself out there <clears throat> because they're now on opposite ends of the world. They made the decision to separate their IG accounts. So instead of the Chloe Halley IG account, which they do still have and they do still share, they have that in addition to Chloe Bailey's own page and Haley. Holly Bailey, how do you say it? Holly Bailey. Um, I can't talk today. Blame me on the do say. Um, Holly Bailey's, I want to say Holly Berry, that's the problem. Holly Bailey's page 
And you really get to see their individual personalities now that they both have their individual page. For Hallie, you know, she's still growing up. She's a little bit younger than Chloe. Um, she's not, um, she doesn't embrace her sensuality, at least from my perspective, as much. She seems to be more of the modest sister, the, the sister that's more classical, who, you know, she sometimes shows skin, but more in a very jovial way. It's not provocative for the most part. And, you know, she's a little bit more soft-spoken, um, but also has a spiciness to her where she kind of pushes people away when she doesn't like their energy. But she keeps, she has maintained that clean-cut image. Um, things on her uh, personal Instagram are things of her singing, um, photos of her in fairy filters and just looking very youthful and of course with her working with Disney she wants to keep that image clean because Little Mermaid is um is a show that is marketed to children so if she was you know being provocative I think that that may mess with the idea or the identity and it was already a controversial thing to have her play this role to begin with so I think she's mindful of that as well when it comes to Chloe, Chloe is a lot more voluptuous and curvy than her sister. And I think that's just genetics. We all have that. Some people are more what we like to call big bone, even though that's not a real thing. Everybody's bone is the same size. But some people are just a little bit more naturally curvy than others. And within the last year or so, even in their performances, she's dancing a lot more. She's wearing less clothes. She's embracing her sexuality more. She's implementing more cursing into the music, especially on her part. So it's starting to, you know, you're starting to see just, you know, a, a, a big steer away from this clean cut Disney-like image. And so for the most part, for probably 95% of the people can accept that she's a grown woman now. She's embracing her curves. She's embracing her sexuality. She's becoming her own woman and can allow her to do that without judgment. Most people in her comments are rooting her on, cheering her on, telling her how beautiful she is, saying that she's putting pressure on the necks of everybody and, you know, just really encouraging her. But of course, with social media, you gotta take your good with your bad. And of course you have that um, group of people, which some people like to call uh, keyboard warriors, who are criticizing her, calling her sluts, saying that, you know, they used to look up to her, but now they, they just feel like she's not being herself and that she's just doing anything to get attention and all this negativity, which I think is negative because you don't know this young lady. You don't know what's in her heart, what's in her mind. And at the end of the day, she can present herself to the world however she chooses. You calling her a slut is your problem. That's you projecting your insecurities on a young woman who is still finding herself in and becoming a woman and if you're uh if you yourself are an adult male or female beyond the age 25 30 and you're criticizing her you're really projecting and you probably should stop but anyway i came on here to talk about this only to say this 
Chloe Bailey has every right to present herself to the world in whatever capacity that she sees fit. She is a young woman. She's growing and she's evolving. She's learning to love herself and love her body. If she wants to walk around in her panties and a t-shirt, or if she wants to get on, on Instagram with a bikini top and a bikini bottom, or if she wants to be butt-ass naked, no matter how she chooses to present herself to the world, she is a grown ass woman and she can do what she pleases stop projecting your own insecurities okay because a lot of people are mad because they can't they don't feel confident enough that's why people are mad at Lizzo you think that in your mind you look better than Lizzo but you don't even have the confidence to show half of what Lizzo shows so instead of you looking at her for inspiration you want to project your insecurities and tell her she has no business being who she is and showing what she chooses to show. It's no different. Leave Chloe Bailey alone. She's a young woman. She's growing. She's maturing. She's very smart. She's very talented. She's very calculated. I'm pretty sure she thought about everything that she's doing and how it's going to impact her brand. And quite frankly, it's very helpful to her in her embracing herself and her body in this way because her Instagram has almost 2 million followers. Her music continues to trend. She's still wealthy. She's still successful. So just mind your damn business. If you don't like it, don't do it. But don't criticize nobody else for living a life according to them. She's a young girl. She's going to find her way. If she's 35 still posting those pictures, that's still her business. And you need to stay in your lane and mind your own. I've been wanting to get that off my chest for so long, but I was just too lazy to record this podcast. But here we are. And I said what I said. And if you're mad, be mad. I don't really care. Just mind your business. Social media is social media, mainly because people don't mind their business, including myself. I definitely add my two cents where they probably don't belong. But know that, you know, To go out of your way to be negative, to label someone, calling them sluts. Come on now. That's just going too far. That's going way too far. You can express your opinion without name calling. And you don't have to be disrespectful and degrading. And you damn sure don't need to be projecting your own insecurities on nobody else. But (sighs) me speaking that is not going to change a damn thing. But I just had to give my two cents. So we'll go ahead and take a pause because I've been talking, 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 and I need to take a sip. So again, for those just joining, we're sipping on Douce and Lemonade, two ounces of Douce, six ounces of lemonade. You can do your proportions however you see fit. I choose to add a cup of ice to mine. Some people may want it straight. That is completely up to you. Have a sip. And let's keep moving. All right. So, T.I. and Tiny, I really don't even want to comment too much about this situation because um, it's a very uh, touchy subject. Because we're, you know, if you don't know, they're being accused of sex trafficking, drugging people, coercing people, kidnapping, like, The charges sound absolutely ridiculous, especially when there's no history. 
Like a lot of people are comparing T.I. and Tiny to R. Kelly. And I don't really see, and also Bill Cosby. I don't really see the comparison because when you talk about Bill Cosby and when you talk about R. Kelly, we're talking about a history of allegations. I'm talking about allegations when they were in their 20s, 30s, 40s, and so on and so forth. You've seen a track record of allegations stemming from decades. You have police reports, you have witnesses, you have all of these different things that came to the forefront and people just chose to ignore it because of who they were. Now, we've heard things about T.I. and Tiny in terms of them having an open marriage to the extent that they like to have threesomes together. We've also um, been made aware of T.I.'s past when it comes to, you know, street hustling, drugs and um, guns and things of that nature. And that's not an anomaly. Like, that's not something that we're not used to seeing in the rap industry. We, we're, we're accustomed to making... Uh, drug dealers famous in in a sense so everybody from jay-z to pipsy whoever you want to call all of them have some type of past whether with the streets um or dealing with drug trafficking and that's not something unique or different or new so as far as i know that's the extent of what i have heard in terms of over the years in their track record um you know, from, you know, the beginning of them being celebrities to now, there's nothing you can Google. There's no cases, nothing that would suggest that this is the type of couple that they are. Um, this all came out stemming from, um, a young lady who used to be very close to the Harris's. I think that's their name. Um, by the name of Sabrina Patterson, I believe is her name. And you can find her on Instagram under the name, the glam university. Um, from what I gather about Sabrina, she, um, has had a troubled past, not just with, uh, TI and tiny, but just in general, she actually spent a couple of years in prison for assaulting a young lady. Um, she got into a physical altercation and ended up stabbing this young lady and spent a couple years in prison. Um, as of lately, the lady, the young woman who she did assault has come forward, making it very clear that she does not believe anything that Sabrina says and that, you know, just warning the public about Sabrina and her character. Um, this woman also is on record for bullying um, Tiny's close friend, Shekinah Joe. And my personal opinion about it, because I've watched videos and if you want to learn more about it, you can look up Lovely T on YouTube and you can watch her video about Shekinah Joe and Sabrina Patterson where she breaks down the entire history of this situation. But long story short, um, like I said, Sabrina and Tiny were really good friends for many years. Um, allegedly she was part of some of their escapades in the past. And um, I guess Shekinah had become a stylist to Tiny. Tiny gravitated to her very quickly because of her personality and ended up, we all know their, their uh, story in terms of they had a show together, they did a road trip together. Um, you know, it became a thing with Shekinah and Tiny in terms of brands and marketing. And I think my personal opinion, because it 
it, according to Shekinah, this woman who she did not know just all of a sudden started bullying her, threatening to fight her, tried to buy her name, just did a lot of malicious things to hurt Shekinah Joe. And she didn't quite understand the reason why. But in my opinion, I just think that that is what she expected to get from that relationship. And when it went to Shekinah, I think she was trying to prove that she was a better friend because she's, you know, she fights and, you know, because she, she made a comment about how can you be ghetto but don't know how to fight or something to that effect. And I think that it was more so her thinking that by defending Tiny with her fists and assaulting people on behalf of Tiny, that that put her at in the forefront of being a person where if Tiny was to take a, a show deal, that it would be with her and not with Shekinah. But that's just part of their history. Well, this woman accuses T.I. of putting a gun to her head. She went on to say that um, this happened because some assistant of Tiny's was being disrespectful so she took it upon herself to assault this young lady and I guess as a reason as a way of stopping the fight T.I. decided to put a gun to her head and because of this she's traumatized um but this happened way way long 16 years ago she has since then maintained a friendship with them um at least till about 2012 2014 um, and she also, as recently as 2019, had a post with her sons, with T.I., speaking about how, you know, they were uncles to him, to her kids and things to, of that nature. So it's 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 kind of it's important sometimes to look at the messenger. I always try to say that in these type of situations, because, yes, we should listen to women. There's a saying that says, believe all women. Unfortunately, you cannot believe all women because not everyone is truthful. Not everyone, um, you know, some people have malice in their heart. Some people do have motives that aren't good because they want to come up for clout or for money or for whatever reason. So we can't necessarily just blindly say, believe all women, but I do think we should listen to all women. Um, but it is important to look at the character and it is important to look at the history because sometimes that might suggest where is all of this coming from, especially with it being so long ago and that did not end their relationship. Well, after she opened up this floodgate to accuse um, T.I. of harming a black woman, because that's the hashtag of 2021 support black women, um, of course, his wife and him denied that this ever happened. Uh, Tiny took it upon herself to highlight to the public that, hey, how could you call my, say that these things about my husband, but yet just two years ago, you wanted my husband to train your sons, make it make sense. You're so traumatized by this man. Why are you even in his circle or around him? And so that caused uh, Sabrina to clap back and say, well, that has nothing to do with it. And she's is adamant that this happened and then she goes on to accuse Tia and Tiny of different things that I mentioned earlier drugging rape etc 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 so from there allegedly and I say allegedly because not many people's names were shown and also you know this wasn't done through the legal system this was done through Instagram so allegedly Sabrina started receiving all of these different DMs from different women claiming different um, encounters with T.I. and Tiny, everything from them, you know, telling them that if you don't do drugs, you can't hang with us, 
to women who had been with them intimately for multiple years. And after, you know, they, they look back and they regret it. They feel like they only did it because of their celebrity. It was just things that the stories that I've read did not come across to me as any of the things that they're accusing them of. Like if someone offers you drugs, to me, that's different than someone drugging you. When you tell me that someone is drugging people, I'm thinking they're saying, here's some Kool-Aid, here's some juice, here's a pop. But when you take two sips, you're stumbling because they've actually laced it with something. If someone offers you, and we know drugs are illegal, but if someone says, hey, we do a Molly, you want some, that's not drugging. That's offering up drugs. Now, I understand the coercing because sometimes there is a power that celebrities have, but that doesn't necessarily mean that they should be penalized for that. People have to be smarter to not put themselves in crazy situations just because a person is a celebrity. And that goes into self-worth, value, society. Like, it's so many layers to that I don't even want to begin to get into. I don't necessarily think that everybody, every post was true, but I also don't think that every post was false because of the fact that they do admit to being an open, in a, you know, I don't want to say open marriage, but they're just open to bringing things into their marriage by way of threesomes and things of that nature. So when you open up Pandora's box, when you open up that door, you're letting anything come in, quite frankly. So... It, 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 yeah, I can see people looking back four years saying, you know, I definitely was under the influence. I definitely did not realize what I was doing at that time. It was a rough point in my life. You know what I mean? And I get it. But at the same time, it could be true for them as well. So who's responsible for who in that scenario? So, you know, now lawyers have gotten involved. I don't think at this point there is a criminal investigation, but I do believe it's more civil which means that they're not going to try to put him in jail or his wife in jail for these alleged things. They're trying to collect a check. And so that all of that just makes it just invalid to a certain extent. But again, I don't necessarily want to say believe all women, but we have to listen and we have to take what is being said about them seriously. In my gut, I feel like they will overcome this. I do feel like a lot of what is being said is baseless. They might end up having to spend some money to silence some things or to shut some things down. But I do think that this was a necessary, um, this was a necessary obstacle for them because I, I just firmly believe, you know, you gotta be careful, you know, who you lay in bed with. You have to be careful who you share and open your marriage to. And they needed this, you know, <laughs> sometimes you need that. Sometimes God gives you a whisper and a tap and sometimes he knocks you on your ass. And that's what I think is happening for the two of them is that they've been knocked on their ass because they're living an unrealistic world where they think they can keep inviting strangers into their bed and not any bad will come of it. That's just not re realistic, but that's my opinion on it. Um, I did say I was, wasn't going to talk about it that long, but then I did, you know, I went on and ran it, but y'all should know me by now. I do talk a lot. It is what it is. Um, so moving along, the next two segments are very quick. So we're going to wrap this thing up. Okay. But before I get on to the next subject, of course, we got to take our sip. As a reminder, we are sipping on Douce and Lemonade. I'm not going to give you the measurements. Do what you want to do. I'm shaking my ice around. Gonna take my sip. Moving right along. All right, so 
I'm going to put on a film critic hat for a second because I want to talk about the movie Malcolm and Marie. So Malcolm and Marie is on Netflix. It just came out actually today, but I was up all night. So I watched it last night um, because I had been anticipating seeing this movie. Um, it is starring and literally the only two people in the entire movie is Zendaya. And John David Washington, who's the son of Denzel Washington. And both of these got both of them are phenomenal actors. Just as, you know, people in the industry in their own separate, you know, entities and world, they're very talented on their own. So I was excited to see the two of them coming together from the trailer and the photos. I kind of had a feeling that it was just going to be the two of them. Um, so I definitely was not surprised by that element. Um, you know, it, it has like, I'm not very well versed in, you know, how movies are written and, you know, things of that nature. Like, I'm sure there's some words to describe the type of film that it is because it's not your traditional where it's multiple sets multiple scenes multiple characters at play it's literally a man and a woman in a house and the scenario is they just came home from a movie premiere and you know the female is not happy with the night and then they spend the next hour and 45 minutes unraveling what's the true um cause of her frustration and it just starts to unpeel the layers of what's really going on in their relationship and ultimately you know i just don't feel like it was a solution you know what i mean like every argument doesn't necessarily mean there's going to be a resolution but i would like and hope for some type of a resolution um, I'm not going to tell, I think I told too much of the movie actually, but I'm not going to continue to tell more I do want people to watch it because they are two young African-American actors and we definitely want to support them in their craft, especially with them being super talented. I love their acting. I love their chemistry. I love the interactions that they had. I was not crazy about the storyline. I definitely felt like it just did not have it was layered, but it just felt <sighs> exhausting. You know what I mean? Like, again, I want a resolution. We get the problem, but how do you overcome it? And I guess it's true to form when you think about a relationship. A lot of times, some conflicts do not ever have any type of resolution. So I guess in that way, it's real, you know, it's relatable and realistic but I was just frustrated like I, I wanted them to come to an understanding I wanted them to have peace I would have loved to see different moods with them and I think we saw them happy and then we saw them mad you know what I mean and it really wasn't much in between it was like extreme peace and happiness of just okay we're over it and then they go right back into this rabbit hole and every time they go into the rabbit hole again it was layered it did pull out different things through each of the down moments but I just was exhausted and and maybe that's like relationship exhaustion that's just like 
No, I want to see people happy, damn it. I want to see people loving on each other. I want to see people coming to a resolution. I want to see people winning, especially black people. Like, what are we doing here? So I get it. Wasn't the outcome I was looking for. Wasn't crazy about the storyline, but I still give it three and a half stars out of five um, because it was phenomenal, phenomenal, phenomenal acting. I do hope that they are both nominated for whatever the highest prestige of awards are because I would say based on that film, the fact that they were able to keep my attention, whether I loved it, hated it, or in between for an hour and 46 minutes, I did, I, at no point as much, as much frustration as I felt and disappointment in whatever other emotions I felt from watching it, I definitely was glued and looking forward to the two of them interacting, just hoping for more pleasant times. I hope I did not spoil the film. I probably did. But still watch it and have your own opinion about it. But I just, I thought I'd put on my film critic critic hat for a moment because I was very much looking forward to this film. I do not regret watching the film at all. I am still a bit disappointed, but I'm more disappointed not in the acting, maybe not even in the writing. I just didn't like that it didn't have the outcome that I wanted it to have. It actually makes me think about, you know, when I think about great acting and, and mediocre or not so great storyline, I think about the show Your Honor on Showtime. I don't know if you guys have heard of it or, or seen it. I'm not gonna go into what Your Honor is about. I'm just gonna say that it is a series that will piss you off. <laughs> at least it pissed me off. At least specifically the first two episodes had me just, ugh, I was angry. But the storyline, without giving anything away, was just not realistic. Like, it just, nothing made sense. Nothing made sense in terms of the actions of the characters. And it just wasn't realistic that they were able to get that far along without being found out like they did not do a good job covering their tracks they did not do a good job of you know what I mean making it in any way um I don't know like mysterious or like it wasn't a clever play like it was very obvious and anybody with any common sense around them should have figured out what was going on from day one but hey that's just my opinion but that's another scenario of amazing phenomenal acting and what the hell is going on with this storyline. So three and a half stars for me, but please check it out. It's on Netflix. It's Black History Month. Let's support our black our black creatives and our black actors and writers and directors, etc. Even though I don't think it was written and directed by black people, but that's okay. They start, you know, Zendaya and John David, who are very seasoned, even in their young age, very talented, and people who I see having a long tenure in acting so a plus to both of them but i would have loved to see something else <laughs> in terms of a solution all right so i'm not gonna have another sip i'm ready to wrap this thing up but i just wanted to give a quick opinion about cardi b's new video um for the song up again it goes it's up and it's up and it's up and it's stuck if you know what that means, please DM me. Please send me a message. Please post on my wall. I have never in my life heard it's up and it's stuck. 
But because she released this song today, many people are proclaiming that she stole this idea from them. And in reading some of the comments, a lot of people are saying, well, no, that's a common phrase. And I'm like, oh, who comment for who? Because I've never heard that before in my life. Up and it's up and it's up and it's stuck. What's up? And why is it stuck? And why is it up so many times? I'm really telling my age right now, but I've just never, I don't, I don't know. I just, I, I've never heard of it, but you know, she did address a lot of the allegations of people saying that she stole the music. At the end of the day, the music business is just that a business. When she got a beat, this is her explanation. She received a catalog of songs or beats from her producer or from multiple producers. She found the beat that she liked. She paid for it. Now, what happens a lot of times, what I just found out, that a lot of the producers, even the ones who produce for celebrities, put a lot of their content on YouTube um, just for it really to be opened up to the public. And if people are interested in it and they want to use it for commercial use, they can reach out to them and they can pay for it. And then it's theirs and no one else can take it at that point. But, you know, they can't necessarily control if people go on, find the beat and decide to record to it. So when people are accusing her of stealing the beat, she could not steal a beat because it's not her beat. It wasn't her beat. It's her beat now. And she bought it. So technically you stole her beat. And when it comes to this up and up and up and it's stuck, started off with one young lady claiming it. But then it went on to three or four people saying the same thing with songs that were dated before today's date. Um, which is, I guess, proof that it's not an uncommon statement. It's not an uncommon phrase. You know what I mean? And I think about things that I've heard like clout chaser, you capping, um, you know, oh my mama. I don't know. There's so many things that we in the culture say, and it's, it starts maybe in a community or part of the country or whatever, and it spreads and people fight over who who owns it or who started it, and that's just part of the culture. So if up, up, stuck, whatever it is, is a common thing, then it shouldn't be seen as, you know, someone stealing it because it's very common for people to make music based around sayings, you know, things that people say, like clout. A lot of people say you chasing clout. I'm sure if you Google songs with the word clout in it, you'll probably find more than a dozen because it's a popular phrase in our culture. So if up and it's stuck is a phrase that's popular within certain parts of the culture, no one can really claim to own it. But nonetheless, that was what was going on. She did address it um, in her special Cardi way. Um, but as far as the video and the song itself, it definitely is a song Um that sounds like a Cardi song, if that makes sense. Because Cardi has a, un I won't say she has a unique sound, but she has a certain sound when it comes to certain beats. Like Cardi will do the slow it down kind of love record. She'll do the kind of drill sound. And then she does like the upbeat party record. So it definitely is an upbeat party record. It sounds like something we've probably heard from her before. It sounds like something that's going to be popular and probably going to make top 10, maybe even number one. Um, just because it has that sound, you know, and that's just, you know, she chases that sound. She knows what sells because it's worked for her in the past and she's doing it again. And I think it's going to work for her now. Um, aesthetically, the video, 
again, it's in true Cardi. Cardi loves to do choreography. Cardi loves to do lots of different looks. Um, you know, it, it, it's, it's Cardi. <laughs> and, and the thing about Cardi B, you don't have to, you know, people like to criticize her or compare her to other rappers, female rappers specifically. And I just feel like that's just not necessary when it comes to Cardi. Because Cardi is not seen as like the best lyricist she's not seen as a writer she's not seen as anything that you know people who are truly in that rap game hold dear and true she's an entertainer you know what i mean like j-lo j-lo can't sing worth a thing but she's an entertainer who cares that she doesn't write her music who cares that someone else can you know claim the music it doesn't really matter at the end of the day she's an entertainer she's gonna gain popularity and and have lots of views just like her show cardi b tries is doing very well on facebook watch millions of people are watching people are drawn to cardi because of her personality it's not necessarily about her music it's not about her looks it's not about her sound. It's not about her education level. It's not about her lyrical content. It's just because of her personality. And so many people are so critical of her because they don't understand the success that she has. And again, I think that's projecting because some people just have that it factor. That's just what it is. Some people don't have to put forth a lot of effort and energy to garner attention. That's just what it is. And Cardi B is just one of those people. She has a sound that she likes for herself that has proven to work in terms of music. And she picked the beat and a song, no matter who wrote it, as what she wanted to represent her brand. No different than her doing that that um whatever she did recently the the truth teller thing where she talked about manifestation or whatever she does is gonna do well because people love her personality and i think the sooner people can get that just understand that she just has that unique charisma about herself then maybe she wouldn't have as much hate towards her because it's just like you want her to be in a like uh, in a rapper field or you want her to be you know, a, a, an educated, you know, like you want to be a scholar. I don't know what people want from Cardi. It just <laughs> when I see people hating on her, I'm just like, what are you hating about? That's just her. She's just being herself, doing her thing. She ain't bothering nobody. She in her own lane and her own business. She just got that it factor, just like how those Kardashians had that it factor. You might not have seen them as talented. You might not have thought they deserved what they had, but they had a formula. It worked for them, and they using it and continue to use it to their benefit. And you can't get mad at people for that. Instead of hating on folks for having that it factor, find your it factor. I think all of us have something, and it's usually the thing that people try to make you feel bad about. Like... Me, personally, I talk a lot, right? I talk a whole lot. Anybody who know me know that I love to run my mouth. Not in a messy way. I just love talking. That's what I do. But a lot of people will say it in a way that it's not a compliment. It's an insult. You talk too much. Yeah, you definitely should podcast. You talk too much. I'm speaking to some people that's probably listening. You know who you are. Y'all be mean, but it's okay. 
because I think that it is through me talking that I'm going to find my true purpose. I think it's through me talking that I'm going to build a platform. It's going to be through me talking that that's going to be the thing that sets me apart. So I can't let people take that thing about me that stands out. And of course, you know, they can take it how they want to take it. But no matter what, I stand out for it. Because I don't just talk to be talking. I talk and I make sense and I talk and I give perspectives. And sometimes the world needs to hear your voice. But if people, you know, come at you about it, then you start to doubt it and feel like your voice isn't valid or, you know, you don't want to speak as much or you don't want to present yourself because you don't want to annoy people. But the thing that people are complaining about or that claim to be annoyed, uh, you know, annoyed of you about nine times out of 10, that thing is your thing. So instead of running away from it, tap more into it. If people say that, you know, I don't know, I'm trying to think of a good example. Why are you always at, you know, searching up cars? You always listen, you know, looking up different car brands. Why do you do that? What are you getting from that? That's probably part of your passion. You might need to work you know, for a Ford company or something to really start to, to tie together different components of a car to create an even better car. Maybe you could be the next Elon Musk, or maybe you're a person that's really into putting, you know, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe you're a person that loves music. Everywhere you go, you want to be the DJ. Everywhere you go, you want to play, you want to hear a certain sound. And, it, and people are telling you, why you always want to be the DJ? Why you always want to control the music? That might just be your passion. That might just be the thing that is going to catapult you to the next level of your life. So I will tell people, think about the things that you do. Because I think a lot of that is a play from the enemy as well. Because he might have had a sneak peek into what your purpose is. So he sends people... And, you know, he tried to influence people to try to get you to give that up because he can get you to give up your gift then he can he can ease in. and He can win you over because then you don't have no purpose. You feel like you have no purpose. But if you ignore that and you look at it as, OK, this is the thing that people always have something to say about me for, which means that this is part of my identity. So how do I tap more into that to really, truly realize my purpose? And that's what I challenge everyone to do. That thing that people are always criticizing you about, whatever that is, like people criticize me because I'm a serial entrepreneur and that's okay. That just means I'm a creative person. I always have ideas. No one's telling me my ideas are bad. They just saying I'm a serial. I'm always not a serial entrepreneur, but I'm always coming up with ideas, ideas, ideas. Maybe that's my passion. Maybe I should just be in a position where or create a company where all I do is create ideas for other people. Who knows? But we have to learn how to, to identify what our true gift is and really dig deeper into that. And allow that to manifest and grow and become whatever it needs to be so that it can be, you know, your existence so that your gift can make a way for you. Maybe if you don't know what your gift is off bat, pay attention to the things that people say to you, because some people don't know how to tell you, you really should do this or you really should try to look into this more because you're really good at this. Unfortunately, most people will try to make you feel like you're bad at it. 
But if they noticed it about you, then that must be tied to your passion. That must be tied to your purpose. So pay attention to that thing. People criticize Cardi B for her personality, yet it is her personality that got her where she is. So you got to learn how to silence the noise, but still hear what they're saying, but tap into it more. Like I'm ignore you telling me that I should do something because I talk too much. But I'm going to talk about, okay, I do talk a lot. What can I do in my life and in my career where talking will work in my favor? Start a podcast, child. (laughs) All right, guys, I've said all I can say. I'm definitely lit from my Douce and Lemonade, and I'm about to lay it down. I want to shout out my friend who sent me a text message today and she said, um, where's your podcast? I haven't seen your podcast yet. Uh, when are you going to put something out? And whether she listens to it, loves it, likes it or hate it, it doesn't even matter. But I just love the fact that my friend, my sister thought enough about me and, and my passion and, and what I'm trying to build and do and, and, and gave me that push Gave me that affirmation. The thing that I've been saying, I need to do it, I need to do it, and I haven't done it. She was that affirmation for me today, for me to log on and to share my opinion. I truly love doing this podcast. I love talking. I love giving my commentary. I have goals and plans. I'm not going to speak about them. Hopefully, I'm not going to say hopefully, they're going to come to fruition. They're going to come to pass for sure. Um, But I just want to encourage people because we sometimes tend to lean more to negative than positive a lot of times. And I challenge each of us, even when we get a negative thought and when we're about to say something negative to someone, let's try to be intentional and conscious enough to change that around to something positive. But on the other end, pay attention to the things that people say to you. Pay attention to the things that people comment on, whether it's positive or negative, because a lot of times those people are showing you or telling you what you're passionate about, but you have to listen and you can't let anybody shame you out of you. Don't let anyone else shame you out of your gift or shame you out of your purpose. Hear them to help you identify if you're not sure. But no better than to let their words, because a lot of times it's not even coming from them. Sometimes people say stuff, don't even know where it came from themselves. Some people shock themselves with the crazy things that they say. So don't even get offended. Don't take it personal. But hear them. See what they're saying about you. You know, if you're that friend that every time you come over, they want you to cook something. Girl, bring me some more of that. Maybe you need to start cooking. Maybe you need to start cooking. Even if they being negative about it. Girl, you always trying a new recipe. That's your kill. You're a chef. You're a creative cook. You better start doing private dinners for people. You better figure out how to make your gift work for you. But that's, you know, we'll talk about all that good manifestation stuff at a later time. So, all right. My throat is dry. I've been talking a whole lot. And I thank you so much for listening. Oh, my God. It's almost an hour, child. I'm about to go to bed. But I thank you guys so much for listening. This is the first episode of 2021. Um... Definitely want to start. I'm not even going to say that. 
I'm just going to leave it at that. First episode of 2021. Look forward to many more to come. Thank you so much for listening. I thank you. I appreciate you. And I will talk to you later.